Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and today I'm joined by Derek Kaufman. How are you, Derek? Yeah, I'm doing well. You care to explain yourself, Cotton Eye Joe? Well, actually, thank you for calling Cotton Eye Joe, but I'm actually Coach Prime. Oh, Colorado, prime time. Colorado Buffs Coach Prime. What are you dressed as? Just a slobby old... <laughs> slobby, bird, slobby old lawyer. Perverted lawyer. Who's never had a job in a real building. You didn't dress up. I do have a costume, but it'll be uh, put on after this. I decided it would be a little bit too uncomfortable because you can just slip into Dion. Mine is a little more involved, my friend. Got you a big old wig. You got a wig? Oh, I got a wig. Any more hints? Uh, it's big, and it's also someone who passed away because you know we're the I'm, I'm one of the hosts of Last Days, so I got to promote the dead people. Oh, Last yeah. Days! And by the way, some fire reporting in the last few days on this Matthew Perry's death. I listened to Last Days podcast about it. Yeah, it is. We we're learning more every day, but it's just such a tragedy. It really is. Like the sadness that the outpouring of sadness over you know the death of Matthew Perry is beyond even what I expected. I knew he was a beloved sitcom star, but, you know, the shock of him passing away, drowning in his own hot tub after he was doing pretty well by his standards, right? I mean, he's battled substance abuse. He's written memoirs. I mean, he's had a troubled life post-Friends and even during Friends, but he was like a big pickleball player, and he had seemed to turn the corner and have his life under control. And now we've learned, you know, he drowned in that hot tub and law enforcement, the first responders on the scene say he hadn't really been there that long. His body hadn't, you know, sort of bloated with water or anything like, you know, if you're you know, thrown into a river or something. He was just there for maybe a few minutes. Um, he drowned and they recovered the body. Uh, his assistant saw him there and had propped up the body with its head outside of of the water. But it was too late. It was just too late. Right, right. And we've heard from the Friends cast now as well people were waiting to see what they took them a few days and there was speculation is there a rift here what what the heck because marta kaufman and david crane the creators of the show responded immediately they said we're deeply saddened this was chandler he was our he was a beloved dear friend of ours but now what they did was they got together and they said we're devastated which is not surprising right this is what they wrote they wrote so this is jennifer aniston courtney cox lisa kudrow matt leblanc and david schwimmer We were more than just castmates. We are a family. There is so much to say, but right now we're going to take a moment to grieve and process this unfathomable loss. For now, our thoughts and our love are with Maddie's family, his friends, and everyone who loved him around the world. I've learned everyone calls him Maddie, who really? is close to him. That's That's been the, the, the theme that you've seen in people giving comments if they were a sort of uh, acquaintance of his who didn't know him well, they might call him Matthew or Matt. But if you knew him very well, he was Maddie. And that's it the, sounds like the, he was like their little brother who yeah. they were protective of. Um, it's a really sweet note. I like that they came together because the Friends cast, you think of them as a monolith. I, if they each wrote different statements about how they knew him, it wouldn't feel like a, a fitting tribute given how close yeah, they were. Yeah, I don't think they want their statements to be judged and compared and contrasted. Right, who, who liked other. Maddie most? Yes, exactly. So even one of them doesn't call him Maddie and they're like, oh, okay. All right, I agree. I agree. 
agree. You know what's nice though that that Friends reunion, which I watched. I'm not sure if you watched. It was a big show uh, for me growing up. You know, I was 14 years old when that show came up, came out, and so the the humor sensibility was perfect for those 10 years for me growing up from 14 to 24. I was watching that show, and it, it the reunion was really touching. The dynamic between those characters, they all sort of like look at him as like he's the troubled one. You know, like True. his life has been most challenging, and he, he broke down in tears at points during the reunion. And they were so comforting because their lives have been pretty stable. Even if Matt LeBlanc and people like that haven't been huge successes, they seem very at ease with themselves. Yeah, they, they don't do. look anxious. You know, right. Jennifer Aniston's had a huge career and so forth, but he seems troubled. His weight fluctuates. He looks sad. He looks happy. He seems like he, he smokes he, a lot. He smokes a lot. He was battling COPD because he had some, you know, some of the prescriptions found on the scene, even though they don't think the death was necessarily drug related, were these COPD drugs. So, uh, so breathing. So they're for breathing. They're for emphysema. They can be. Yeah. And reportedly he was, you know, smoking a lot, but trying to quit smoking when, you know, this happened. Yeah. There was some Nicorette gum found. I mean, this was a guy who was trying to better himself, but I'd seen a lot of interviews uh, of him where he says, look, I, I'm an addict, and what I want to be remembered for is helping people get past this very real addiction. You know, I, I don't drink because I like it. I have that first drink, and I can't stop. He's right. like, the only choice I have is to not have that first drink, and that's a big Alcoholics Anonymous thing is to have complete sobriety because you can't, right? You can't manage it. You totally. can't have a couple drinks at a Christmas party like us, and and it, it's very sad. It looks like, look, you know, I think at the end of the day, it looks like what's going on with Matthew Perry was that maybe his body just just gave out. He was in a very good place in life from all accounts. That. that Everything we've heard is that he was playing pickleball. He had had, uh, you know, some uh, sobriety for a number of years uh, at this point where he sort of got his life under control. He was doing healthy things, but maybe it just gave out, you know, like his his body had 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 taken, a, a, you know, sort of a lot of a beating over time. Right. And, and when you hit your mid 50s, sometimes those things catch up with you. And it's very, very unfortunate. And is that maybe like when you're in a hot tub as well, it's like really hot and you it's kind of dehydrating and it can be dehydrating. I mean, we'll have to see exactly what we know that he drowned, but what caused him to sort of pass out? Was it a heart attack? Did he sort of faint? You know, I've been on, I have a, I have a hot tub at my house and sometimes I'll go on the Peloton and then meet my kids in the hot tub and you get lightheaded. Really? You do. After you've exerted yourself, you know, physically, um, there's something about like the, the way your, you know, blood vessels dilate that you lose blood to your head when you mm. get into a warm body of water. It's possible that happened. He was alone. That was one of the things that made me very, very sad is, you know, he had sent his assistant out to go get him an iPhone and pick up a prescription for him. I think some prescription glasses and they came back and found him. And yeah. so it just seems like an unfortunate turn of events and he had no one around him to sort of prop him up. Hmm. So sad. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, moving on to our next story. Robert De Niro is in a very nasty court case with his 
former assistant. Now, this Graham Chase Robinson. Graham Chase Robinson is her name. Good name, right? It's a very good name. I like it. It's I don't know if it, we don't know if it's the protagonist or antagonist right now, but it's a strong name. Yeah, look, there's competing lawsuits. She was a former personal assistant to Robert De Niro, and they had a falling out. Let's let's put it that way. Robert De Niro's company, his production company, sued her initially for six million dollars. He said she embezzled some money, and you know she sat around all day watching Netflix. She would watch binge watch Friends and other Arrested Development. She just sat around at her desk and didn't do much work. And I'm suing her for, you know, embezzlement and breach of contract and so forth. So she it, just so so he sued her. While, he sued her while she, she was on her way out of the company, sort of thing. That's right. But very quickly, and sometimes you do this so that you're on the offense, so that you can set the narrative of this is a lazy employee. Okay. And whatever she says is going to sound what defensive. Now yeah. I've I now it looks like she's just suing me to get back at me. Anyway, she filed a twelve million dollar lawsuit. I'll W. I'll see your lawsuit I'll and I'll raise see you. you. And I've got some receipts that are going to be embarrassing for Robert De Niro. One of the big ones is this voicemail that he left her, which was very angry. He was in California. He needed some things from his personal assistant. And he basically did an Alec Baldwin where he called her sort of ungrateful. He said, uh, I think he specifically said, how dare you disrespect me? It sounds like real Goodfellas era Robert De Niro on this voicemail. You got to take a listen. Okay, let's take a listen now. Okay, you're living in Spain. You fucking me upset with me because you tell me how nice you have it, your life over there, and you fucking don't answer my call. How dare you? You're, you're, you're about to be fired. You're fucking history. How dare you? With all the good things you do, this is bullshit after Christmas. Fuck this. How dare you fucking disrespect me how, how much you did? You want to fucking another position. You want another position. Then say one another position. Go off somewhere. But don't, don't fucking get angry with me because I'm pissed off because I didn't get a simple thing that I need for right now here out in California when I'm here for less than 24 hours. You gotta be fucking kidding me, you spoiled brat. Um, so, so this is getting nasty. Now he's testifying and it's a big deal to have Robert De Niro. He's uh, one of uh, our great actors of all time and so he gets on the stand and everything out of his mouth we don't have audio of it because you can't be in the courtroom in new york typically but what he's saying is uh he's grumpy he's, he's grumpy, grumpy. He's, yeah. he's, he thinks this is all nonsense this is a waste of his time he says uh at some point her attorney asked if he was a if she was a good worker like if he ever liked her because it was his personal assistant and he said not after everything i'm going through now right this is a nasty split but at some point he did like her this was his so so the speculation is their big falling out was basically because she worked for him for nearly a decade and it seems like they grew close emotionally. It was platonic maybe, but there's, there's a, a supposed notion that she was kind of into Robert or thought of herself as his kind of wife. Yeah, that's certainly, look, when you develop a very close working relationship, Robert De Niro also has a girlfriend named Tiffany Chen, who's younger. Yes. This assistant, Graham Chase Robinson, is younger. Robert De Niro's a, a man in his 80s, but he obviously likes ladies. He just had a kid. He likes you young know, ladies. He likes it. Um, And so <laughs> I imagine there's a little friction there with Tiffany Chen thinking, like, this lady thinks she's your wife. I, I'm the one with you making these kind of decisions. So I think they really butted heads. I don't know if there was actual any romantic feelings or any, you know, sort of behavior between them, but that certainly creates some friction. She was like his work wife, basically. Right. She was his but work wife. But that's a platonic wife. thing. That, that, that is, but you know, maybe she was too like over keen about being the work wife and apparently lots of his like, you know, the cable bill was in her name yes. and like lots of things were in her name of his personal like things. So yeah. um, when this new girlfriend comes in, she doesn't like that and she basically is a bit 
mean about her and their relationship. Mm -hmm. And that causes friction between the three of them. Um, It's just such a funny little thing for Robert De Niro of all people to be going through. I'm amazed it's gotten to this point because there are disgruntled employees in in Hollywood all the time. But you rarely see a lawsuit where the celebrity, the star, has to get on the stand. The reason is they just settle. Even Even if what she's saying are lies about Robert De Niro... He's got enough money to say, like, you know, here's this amount of money. Go away. Yes. Don't release the, the the embarrassing voicemail because the voicemail really doesn't tell you much. It tells you that he was angry in a moment, but it's really just to embarrass Robert. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't move her case. It's just something to say, like, hey, you want this bad PR here? I just released it to the media. So now she's fired these bullets. And now it looks like he's like, well, might as well fight you. So wh- why? Why? Embarrassing thing. Why didn't he settle in? You know, I don't know. I think he is very upset that she is. um ungrateful about having a job with Robert De Niro. It's got to be one of the, like, you know, plum jobs of Hollywood to be his personal assistant. He's an icon. He's a legend. He knows that about himself. And here's this little brat who there's probably a generational divide where he thinks she's lazy, you know, like old generations think they work (laughs) harder. And so he probably looks at her and he's like, this little son of a bitch. Are you (laughs) kidding me? And that's what it sounds like in his voice. And so he's not going to let it go. And he's got the money. He's got like fancy lawyers. He certainly can wait her out, but I think she's got a contingency lawyer. So she can also fight this because that guy's waiting on a settlement or winning a victory. So she's not paying a lawyer. He's paying fancy lawyers. And this is what you get sometimes. I think also what's going on here is she was like an executive slash assistant. So when he says she was watching Netflix, maybe she was doing development for his production company. That's what she'd say. That, that's what I think she would say. So it's a little bit, uh, you know, of a low blow for him to say she was lazily just watching Netflix. Maybe it was part of her job as a development executive. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that, but they're all playing nasty now. That's what that's what's yeah. going on. I, I love these. I love these lawsuits where we get to find out like what the celebrities really like and yes. all of these private little voicemail and it, like. In the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, and all, all all of these other ones that you you guys, wow! Does this fit celebrities with, really are like us? You it's know crazy. What I mean? like does, all, it, does it fit with who you think of Robert De Niro as a real person because he plays those head kind of, mafia roles? And Johnny Depp, did it fit with that he's a real weirdo? Like, kind of. He does, I bet he's into weird stuff. I mean, actually, me too. Actually, that maybe it wasn't that surprising, but it's just it, it's good to be confirmed on your like. Yeah, everyone's like they're great actors. They're always in a role. It's like no, nah, deep down he's like a gangster. That's how he. That's how he feels. That's why he delivers the role in Goodfellas so would well. You, would you say Harvey here? is your work husband (laughs) I would say he's in a polygamous relationship he's got a lot of work husbands that he has has to do his bidding what about work wives and a couple work wives even (laughs) a couple work wives you know he doesn't Harvey prefers prefers work husband on to our final story Saint West yeah Kim Kardashian's son Kanye West's son he's back at it again flipping the bird so he must have loved the attention he got first time around because this, he's a repeat offender now. Mm-hmm. Um, we got this new footage of him in Calabasas getting out of the car with his basketball friends. I, I suppose they've just been practicing basketball, these boys. Right. And they're getting out of the car and Saint decides Can to go back. if your mom, first of all, was always dressed like this? Mom has her skin-tight outfit on with her leather pants. All right, ready to go? What ready to go to the soccer life? game? What <laughs> is life for these kids, huh? And even imagine being one of Saint's friends, getting to, like, ride with Kim Kardashian it's and then, like... Unbelievable. But here we go. I'll, we'll play you the footage now. It's kind of hard to wrap your ears around and know what's happening audibly. But what if you watch the footage, he's flipping them up. Ha, 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 ha.
Dude, he pointed that finger at his mom. He, I think that this tells me that they had a talking to about the first one. Yeah. And he feels so nervous about doing it again. But also he kind of liked the attention I love that it. he's doing it. And it ends up he ends up doing it straight at Kim. He's flipping off his mom rather than the paps. Because I think she said, you know, you do not flip off the paps. He's like, how about this, mom? Yeah. How about this? Right? He's like, face. okay. Okay, not the paps. And how about you? They get inside the restaurant and probably be like, I didn't do, I didn't flip off the paps, mom. I, I didn't. I didn't. I don't like to pile on kids. But, like, the two kids who get out first are, like, squeaky clean. They're like, hi, everyone. They look happy to be there. And this kid looks, like, surly, like Kanye. He's got a little bit of a swagger to him, and he flips his mom the bird. I I don't know. Like, it's just why there's something about how they're raising these kids that's going a little sideways to me. See, Kanye is, like, the best person to see if you're a paparazzi. Yeah. I have shot him many times at LAX, and you don't know which Kanye (laughs) you're going to get. Sometimes you get the Kanye, which is such a lover, which will will stand there and do like an impromptu press conference. Um, It's almost as if there's two poles. Oh, totally. This one time paparazzi were um, fighting over, they were jostling over who would get the better position to take the photo of Kanye. And Kanye broke up the physical fight and then gave them both a hug. I mean, sometimes he mediates disputes, but and sometimes, sometimes he gets in him. He starts the dispute. Yeah, I mean, um, he's a complicated guy, and I think Saint is pretty complicated with that. He's he's got a lollipop in his mouth. It's just like everything is perfect about he's a that. Cool image. kid, he's actually, just sucking on a lollipop and flipping his mom. The but this bird. is like his introduction to the world now. This is like how he. I mean, I don't. I know North. I know Saint, and I know they've got some others. And, and, and so they got Psalm. So, I mean, Psalm needs to step up his game. Psalm's got to step it up because Psalm is still, if you if you type Psalm into a search engine, it still gives you Bible passages. Oh, but if old. you type Saint, you might get Saint West. I you think You might so. get Saint West first. The cool thing about them, and I think what, what drives kids is he notices on some level, and so does North, the older ones, notice that the 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 public worships his mother and father. They yeah. like they worship them, and to him, it's the lady who like spoons out mac and cheese. So it's a sense of like power in front of people who are like gawking at his yes. mother to be like, "Oh, you like this lady? How about this?" <laughs> yeah, totally. Like I think he gets off on on showing them like you worship her. To me, she's nothing. Yeah, exactly. You, you I don't need my a, shoes. Off. I don't need to play that game. I don't play I, that game. Exactly. He could be like, "Mom, tie my shoes." I don't know how. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think he likes to exert power to show the paparazzi that like, hey. You worship her. I don't. What What do you think Northwest thinks of this when she sees her brother, her younger brother, getting all this attention? Oh, I think there's a little jealousy. For I think sure. might be. She's getting to an age now where she's like, uh, where are you guys going, Mom? Where are you guys going? Can I come? Can I come? <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. Like, this is just for Saint and his two friends over here. You're not, there's <laughs> yes. no, no room in the car, and she's jealous. And therein lies the problem with being that famous, that these are the things that your kids have to and do probably worry about. Yeah. And what's what's north to do? I mean, all she's got left is a double bird. You know? <laughs> the that double way, bird. The double bird could could be the one up. You got two kids, a boy and a girl. Yeah, a, an a young, older girl and a younger boy. That's right. So they're they're a lot same like dynamic. same dynamic as North and Saint. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be famous between the two of them? Like, it, oh, it, I thought you were going to say who's most likely to flip you the bird first because it's definitely Carter. Nick, the Nixie the boy, loves, yeah, Nixie's a bookish and sweet by nature. Carter just wants to burn the world. So, know? so therefore, Carter's got a better chance of being famous than probably. He's more outlandish. He's more outlandish. I mean, he I, he has a chance to be kind of like Bluto from Animal House. You know, he just wants a party. He chugs. Like I've <laughs> seen him. Like get, we give him a little Croix sometimes, and he just chugs them. You're famous like, Lacroix chugger. <laughs> 
Carter Kaufman. That's Carter Kaufman. Carter Kaufman. That's a great name. All right, Derek. Thank you very much for joining me. Always fun. Happy Halloween. Enjoy trick-or-treating with the kids. Same to you, Dion. Dion Sanders, Coach Prime. See you next time. We'll see you here tomorrow. All right.